Actually, the idea of this was to really open the dialogue and I could hear from you and you could ask questions and I could ask questions and we could talk about things in a broader context. So we could do some of that and see how it goes. I've been having some stuff I've been thinking about, so I'm happy to start out. I'm always wanting to learn more. So I never make the assumption that I know all or even most of any particular thing. So I like to explore different practices and different ideologies and different belief systems just to see what's there, but also to understand, begin to understand where people are coming from because the world just seems so chaotic at the moment that I'm looking for ways of understanding. But even beyond that, I'm looking for ways that people can navigate and thrive despite all the chaos. And two things that I've been working with recently are something called Whole Health Management, WHM, Whole Health Management. And it's this guy who is Russian and I met him through, I think, another YouTube creator. But um, I interviewed a couple of times and I studied with him over the years. I've been going to his classes for like 10 years now, up and on. So he comes to America, then he goes back to Russia and back and forth. He lives in Moscow with his family, has loads of kids. But it was really interesting that as the um, the whole conflict arose in Ukraine, how I I was able to see up close how he was impacted. He was in the United States when the war broke out. And as a consequence, all of these sanctions were occurring and he couldn't get out. He couldn't get back home because there were no airplanes. And so he ended up having to fly all over the world to get home to Moscow And he's really a very, very sweet guy. He's a doctor of Chinese medicine, an acupuncturist. Um, He has an MD and he creates, well, he didn't create, but he kind of integrated a lot of different teachings. And he has a system of healing in which he uses mudras, which is holding your hands in different positions. And there are like thousands of these mudras he works with. And it's a way of unlocking blocks inside the body. And I find it very interesting. I've had a couple of sessions with him and they, and they really do work in my experience that by 
it's a combination of things, but it's really interesting to see how these mudras really do have some kind of innate power in how they can change your your perception, change the quality of your perception. And it was interesting to see that, how the body works. And I think the mudras are not that different from what I see in Qigong. There are mudras in Qigong as well, though not nearly as many. And when I went to one of my trips to China, I don't really remember the name of the region, but they have this um, area with these ancient caves. And you go into these caves, they're very big, very high. They have all these Buddhas carved row after row of Buddhas, and each one is holding a different mudra. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because I had always thought of that as being an Indian thing uh, from India, but apparently it's more widely practiced, probably because Buddhism is also in China. And it just made me realize that we have a technology in our body that if we can learn to master that technology, then we can have a a much greater impact on our state of being in terms of what's going on. And we can look deeper into ourselves in ways that are sometimes difficult to understand otherwise. And so I was thinking in terms of this being the case, as it seems to me, how modern society has taken us so far from what the ancients knew, because now the technology is very mechanical. You know, it's the computer, it's satellites, it's all kinds of spy equipment or psychological kind of activity to control how people think and what they should think. And and so it's it seems very, even the high technology of science seems very crude compared to the more ancient technology and the beginning to really understand our full capacity. And so I was just uh, realizing that a lot of what I'm doing what you're doing, what we're all doing by following these ancient, more ancient paths that it ultimately can provide a real profound change in humanity if more people understood that there was this ancient wisdom. And when a lot of people look at the ancient technology like pyramids and stuff like that, they like to imagine that it couldn't have been built by humanity and maybe some kind of aliens came and built it. But I'm inclined to think that humanity over the millennia have not progressed, but have digressed. And we're living in a time of complete corruption of what's possible for humanity. And so I kind of think of the kind of work, even though it seems small to me sometimes, Um, I think that this is really where hopefully more and more people will begin to migrate. It doesn't have to be Qigong. It could be some other kind of ancient teachings that people resonate with. But I, I suspect that there was some real wisdom and real technologies that the ancients had. And they're not just myths. Like I have come to understand that the pyramids 
are technology themselves in terms of the sounds, in terms of the ability to connect beyond this sort of uh, third dimensional realm. And I don't remember where I read it, but even in the Pyramid of Giza, they they have these this thing that looks maybe like a coffin, a box where people get in. But I suspect that that was some kind of a projection. And that's what people are now saying it might be, that people would go into the pyramid in order to take off into space. So I suppose in some manner of speaking, you could say that it may be a space technology, but I don't think it's an alien technology. And so I'm beginning to look at some of the ancient myths as being real. And I think that there are mysteries in there to be found. And so I just like to explore all these different possibilities because I believe there are powers in the earth that are working very hard to pit us all against each other based on the most surface things, you know, based on your culture, your country, your race, your language. And it seems to have been going on for such a long time and has escalated into a crescendo. And so I'm thinking, I don't know exactly how to translate it or how to invite people into that thought process that human beings are so much more than we think we are. And we can unlock those that wisdom and that power within ourselves. But it's difficult, I think, under the circumstances. But it seems to me that direction that humanity needs to go would be to start picking up all of this ancient wisdom that we've left behind. That's what's been on my mind lately. We were born before the wind Also younger than the sun Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Heart now hear the sailors cry. Smell the sea and feel the sky. Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic. Where that foghorn blows I will be coming home mm. Yeah, when the foghorn blows I want to hear it I don't have the fear And I want to rock your gypsy soul Just like way back in the days of Suddenly we will fold into the mistake
it for corn. You know I will be coming home. Yeah, when that foghorn whistle blows, I gotta hear it. I don't have to fear it. And I will rock on gypsy soul. Just like way back in the days of old. And together we will fold. And to the mystic Come on, girl Welcome. You're listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Katherine Davis. And so far we've heard a bit of music starting with Frog Dancing by David Anthony Clark, Come to the River by Diane Reeves, and Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. And we'll play a little bit more music as we go along. And that particular piece you heard was the opening of an event that I had yesterday, in fact, where I invited people in from my um, students, primarily, um, to come in and have a conversation about life and how we perceive things, what resources we have to bring to bear, and also how we can have an impact on a community level, a world level, based on not so much the argumentative behavior that we encounter in our current world perspective, publicly and over social media, but more how do we bring back some of the resources of our ancestors as well as incorporate wisdom from different cultures. And I believe that rather than resenting different peoples, that we can actually integrate the wisdom of all the different cultures of the world into a human family that can allow for each individual, each culture, to have its distinctive qualities but at the same time respect each other enough that we would be able to cohabitate and cooperate in order to make our life overall a better place for humanity. So it's a, a big topic, and it's a, I think everyone has uh, an offering as well as some idea about what that would take But really, part of the conversation is how do we, in our individual lives, navigate the world in such a way that we can live fulfilled, happy, and constructive lives 
despite the challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis. And I am happy to have your participation. In fact, that's the whole idea, that we could come together and really build each other up so that we can begin to reconstruct, reimagine, recreate that which we desire to have take place in our lives and in our world, but also how do we deconstruct some of the major issues that we face locally and internationally. So it's a big question, and I invite you to join me in that conversation. The number is 212-209-2877, should you want to come and offer your perspective. In the conversation, um, I may offer the full conversation at some point, but I wanted to give you a chance to come in and uh, give you perspective and your point of view. And I'll go to a bit of music as I anticipate your calls. And let's hear a little bit of Sinead O'Connor, All Babies. Oh, babies are crying 
Good, thank you. How are you? Fantastic program, as always. I was listening to you, and you spoke a little bit. You mentioned that box concept. And um, I once visited a person who was in great pain. He was in, he had cancer, and he was towards the end of his life. And I remember he was crying, and he was telling me how much pain he was experiencing. And my instincts told him to put the cover over his head. And just to breathe in his self, you know, his warmth, his love, and his power. And I always think about that um, when you spoke about the box and how after he did it for a while, he took the cover off of his head and he told me he felt much better. And that's something that children do when they're afraid as well. We put the cover over our heads and it kind of brings us back to self, you know, and to our empowerment. So I thought about that instead of going out to this stratosphere, maybe the box allows us to go in. We are, I guess our true power is, because we are really the essence or part and particle of, uh, of what power is really about. We, we carry that with ourselves. And then I just want to say just two more things very quickly. There's a brother named uh, Jeffrey Noble, and he speaks about, uh, he calls it the Noble Touch, but it's really, it's uh, healing with the with energy from within and from ex- and from without and using your your hands and your intent to t- literally take hold of something that's inside of you that's causing you discomfort taking hold of it moving it from you and throwing it away into a uh, depository that you can ultimately uh, get rid of in a safe way I've gone to a couple of his class. I want to greatly encourage you to, to possibly have him on. Yes. In he's, fact, he's time. waiting for me to schedule it. We've, we've communicated. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's something, you know, I've always looked for ways to heal the body that, don't, that doesn't cost anything except your ability and your desire to do so. Because if, when we don't have money, and in fact money is what makes what prevents us from really realizing our true power. So uh, those are just two things that I wanted to mention. And uh, just finally, I, will, I really want to encourage us to start doing programming on BAI on independent president, presidential candidates so we can start to look at other people who might be uh, able to run this country because the way the country is being run. I'm not pleased with that at all. <laughs> also, uh, campaign funding reform. We used to look at that a long time ago. We have to seriously get that done and single-payer health care. How are we going to get that done as a public? 
Thank you so much for uh, letting me take a little of your time. Well, I, I have a little time, and I wanted to respond also to the box idea. Mm -hmm. I love your concept of it. I think that is such a valuable contribution of the meaning. And, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me that it's about going in because anything that's out in the spaciousness is reached from within. Yes. It's not yes. necessarily projecting out of your body, so you're absolutely spot on with that. I hadn't thought of it, but I love that contribution. Thank you so much for that. It's my pleasure. Enjoy your mm -hmm. day, everybody. Okay. All right. Thank you, and take good care. That was a wonderful call, and you can join us as well with your call. And I think many of the traditional healing methodologies do take you into yourself. Or maybe you might think of, of it as spiritual healing methodologies, whether it's, you know, sitting down um, cross-leg and doing a mantra and bringing your awareness deeper and deeper into the expansiveness of self or whether it's the movements and breathing and rhythmic practices of Tai Chi and Qigong or yoga, that it is a way of unifying ourselves and our practices into something that makes us so much more expansive in our capacity as beings. So it's a way of sustaining and supporting our vitality and our life force despite all that's going on in the world. I can remember listening to, was it Elie Wiesel? I'm not sure if he was the one, but he was talking about how he was able to sustain himself despite being in the death camps of the Holocaust. Hello, you're on the air. Yes. Oh, hello. I'm trying to contact member support. This Well, you're live on the air, so I can't help you at the moment. Call after the show, okay? And I'll All right. It's thank about you. a donation I made back in March, and I haven't received the gift yet, and they advertised it in the morning this morning again. Okay. And I will answer your call. I just ask you to call between when uh, Gary Null is on, and then I'll be able to pick up the phone. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, Catherine. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm good. You were taking calls this morning. I am taking calls, and I also um, have a call into you that I wanted to make about coming back to the air with the eye care kits. Oh, okay. So we'll be doing that again very soon, and people could actually still pledge for it right now. So first, why don't you um, tell us something about why you called? Well, I heard you talking about the, uh, you know, the Middle East getting pretty weird over there. Yes. I can't believe they just keep having, you know, we, we had Iraq and Afghanistan. Now they have the thing in Israel and just wonder where it's going to stop, you know. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's going to run itself its course and many people will die. And like after the Holocaust in um, during the era of the Nazi concentration camps, 
a lot of people closed their eyes to what was going on and allowed it to take place. And only after the fact, you know, it was revealed. But people knew. People knew. And then, you know, things turned and, you know, Israel was created as a consequence of that. And now we're seeing it turning sides and it's happening again, in my opinion. So, um... Yeah, but it seems like they have all the, you know, Syria and, and Iran sitting there. And, you know, I don't know. It could get pretty, uh, like, a, like a big war over there. I think that's the intent. There will be a big war, in my opinion. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to, you know, say about it. I, I think it's unnecessary and a waste of money and time and effort. And, you know, war just destroys real estate and includes the environment and, destroys people's lives, and, you know, it's just useless. It is, but there are um, powerful forces that are intent on bringing this about, and we have to learn to survive in this environment until you know. it stops or until we can bring enough of a convincing effort to stop it. But as long... As long as we're taking sides, there's no way that we're going to be able to stop it. We have to recognize each human being as being a sacred human being and come to the table and begin to have conversations. No people's suffering is greater than another people's suffering. No person's life is better or more valuable than another person's life. And on an individual level, each of us, you, I, and everyone that's listening, has to, in some measure, take a stand because as long as we're contributing to the problem, our hands are not clean. There's a relationship to the politics of state that contribute to the war. There's a relationship to the people within the state who contribute and take sides with those politics and encourage that kind of behavior for whatever reason are responsible in some measure for those deaths. So someone who could be far away in a country far away wanting to jump in or egging the problem on are going to be have some measure of responsibility for what takes place just like what happened in Germany with the in the concentration to death camps in Germany. A lot of people closed their eyes to that. And it's happening again, only this time it's the Palestinians who are being killed. A lot of people are closing their eyes to that. And there's fighting between people, but when you get to the point that you are exterminating people, then I think we all need to speak up. You know, um, two-thirds of uh, the Middle East is desert. And the other one-third is partial desert. And, it, you know, it, it's not a good place to live. I mean, it's really hot over there. I, my uh, brother-in-law was over there. He was a full colonel in the Marine Corps. And he was in Afghanistan and Iraq. And he just couldn't understand what are they fighting over, this dirt. And I think everybody should just be for a ceasefire. You shouldn't be taking sides on this. Right. Well, it's clear what they're fighting over. It's not the dirt. It's what's under it. Oh, but also, oil. but it's also a, um, a matter of power over and power power to control. 
power to possess. I mean, it's a it's a lot of nefarious things that are going on and and date back millennia in the region. So I think we have to give pause and allow ourselves to be um to really look at this with open eyes and with open hearts. And I'm very encouraged by the amount of people who are standing up and protesting against the situation and are demanding that there be a ceasefire and a, a negotiation, a political negotiation. That's what's needed. Yeah, no more war over there. Mm-hmm. Before you go, though, <coughs> yeah, spontaneously, I just want to <coughs> offer people, we'll come back to this again, The uh, because BAI is always needing fundraising, and I could have been on with you doing that today had we uh, followed through on those arrangements, but the Dr. Banker and John Monroe, I exercise a nutrition set with a bonus live Q&A, and we have the recording of the last Q&A. If we are able, we'll put together another one. It's a $100 pledge to WBAI when you call 212-209-2950, 212-209-2950. You can call and make that pledge. And I'm wondering, John, if you would do me a favor and just take a few minutes to explain what that is. Well, the uh, the premium that we have, it's for, in, you know, it's to work on uh, nearsightedness and farsightedness and presbyopia. That's trouble reading small print. And, um, and it's about, you know, um, how the uh, <coughs> eyes work and how... You know, these different eye exercises work that you can do. It's on eye exercises and nutrition, the CD that comes in the premium. It's Dr. Banker on there talking. And then we include a couple eye charts, one for checking your reading vision, and it's called the Near Vision Card. And then we have the Schnell and Biggie eye chart in there that you put up on your wall and stand 20 feet away from it, and you can check your distance vision. And uh, there's some couple exercises that come with it uh, for the reading vision and the distance vision. And it kind of gets people started on this and gives them a chance to check some of this out. And uh, it's, a, it's a great premium. We've been doing this for the past 10 years probably, every now and then doing a fun drive. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. And then we do the Zoom, right? You do it on Zoom, the uh, Q&A, where people can call in and ask questions, and we talk about different eye problems they have and things they could possibly do for it. So it's it's a great uh, premium, and uh, hopefully we can do a, a, you know a fun drive soon. Yeah, we will, we will. But um, since you called, and I really appreciate that you are also a listener to the radio station. I can invite people to call and make that pledge two one two two zero nine. Two nine five zero two one two two zero nine two nine five zero. You can go to the website, give to wbai.org and ask for Dr. Banker and John Monroe. I exercise and nutrition set with bonus live Q and A. It's a long title, but it's a one hundred dollar pledge, and it's a wonderful tool to keep your body healthy, your eyes healthy. Because when your eyes are healthy, it's like the canary in the in the mine that it can, 
when you're taking care of your eyes, you're taking care of other facets of your body and your beingness. And it's a good way to monitor your overall health. But also, if you're in early stages with eye care problems, you can begin to uh, roll it back by understanding how the eyes work and what you can do to make them function more healthily as they should. So again, that number is 212-209-2950 and make your pledge of support for WBAI in that pledge amount of $100. Thank you for that impromptu pitch, John. Thank you for calling in. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. And we'll be back with an extended program very soon. If you want to call in and speak to what we've been speaking to throughout this program, the number to call in is 212-209-2877, 212-209-2877, and you can contribute to the conversation. And as I wait for your call, I will play you another bit of music.
so listen more often to things than to things. Listen more often to things than to things. Tis the ancestor's word when the fire's voice is heard. Tis the ancestor's word in the voice of the And that was Breaths by Sweet Honey in the Rock, one of my favorite bands ever, performing groups ever. And it brings to mind some of the challenges that we face on so many levels. But in the mystical are some of our answers. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, this is Ellen Bronstein. I had sent to you a poem about the situation uh, between Israel and Gaza, um, I emailed you Tuesday, and I just t- tuned in about 10 minutes ago, so I don't know if you have chosen to read it on on air. I hope you may consider that, okay? Oh, oh I would love to read it. Um, I haven't bring it up. Are, would you be able to recite it now, yourself? can't. I'm driving, and I don't have it in front of me. No, I can't. Okay. But it, it, you have it, an email. It's your name is Ellen... Ellen Bronstein, and though the, the poem is written by uh, Susan Dombro, uh, it came in a, sent to a friend of mine, and I, I sent it around because it's, it's quite heartrending but beautiful in terms of um, humanity of all people. And when did you send it again? I sent I'm... it to, uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, and it's short. Okay, so I'm going to look for it. If I can find it in time, I'll definitely read it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And you are listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Catherine Davis. And just as uh, we received that call, I was thinking with that song, Breaths, and it brings to mind all of the beautiful people in my life and I'm sure in your lives that we have lost over the last couple of years, and we have to think and understand that their energy, their spirit, their love, and their care is still with us and amongst us and encouraging us on to to make it through these challenging times that we're in right now. Later on um, in that actual conversation, which I shared the intro to, I also spoke about the situation with my own family. My eldest brother passed away early in the days of COVID. And it was something that um, 
I felt had a lot more to do with his sense of deep exhaustion of struggling in the world. He had been a police officer. He retired. He was an electrician. He was supporting multiple families and children and grandchildren. And he never felt that he could stop. He just couldn't stop. He couldn't stop working. He couldn't stop moving. He couldn't stop struggling. And he was in a state of such complete and utter exhaustion just with uh, trying to make it through life that he, I believe, is what wore him down. And having a virus, I think, was more the last straw. And it subsumed his... Um, his energy and his capacity to fight it off. And I think that that's what's happening to a lot of people, that there's just such a sense of deep exhaustion with the way the world is turning that, that th there's even a desire to let go. And I do remember when I was in uh, going back to that period between 2012 and 2015 when I was anticipating the so-called transformation and elevation of humanity. I worked very diligently with meditation and moving into transcendental mystical space. And I'm one who does this through meditation. I don't use, um, you know, ayahuasca or, or any of these drugs I do it through meditation and just allow myself to arrive into different mystical states and I remember on one of those occasions I was asked if I wanted to stay or if I wanted to leave my planetary existence and I remember choosing to stay and feeling and saying that um, actually I feel that I don't know what my purpose is entirely, but I feel that I do have a purpose. Mm. And to the best of my ability, I'm following that. So I didn't feel prepared to just give up on that um, feeling that I had. And I said, no, I, I actually have stuff more to do here. And and I, after that ex that conversation, I was returned to my room's awareness and... It was all in body, but it it you get into you can get into a transcendental space within you, and move into different realities. I've discovered, but and so I wonder if some of the people who are struggling now have not, in some manner within their spirit, to um, move on, and. And in that sacrifice, hopefully, hopefully encouraging all of us here to express in ways that can transform the world. If we believe in the reincarnation process, and I do to some measure, I think there's a choice, but I do think we are able to transition into a transitional space and come back through. And... It may be that all those people who are are struggling now, who are suffering now, who are transitioning now, are preparing themselves for a re-entry, but it, a lot of it has to do with whether or not those of us who are here on the planetary level, if we can contribute enough in our life 
to transform things so that when they and we are reborn into this existence, we can have an easier time of it. And that's just a thought that passes through the mind of a mystic. I consider myself to be on some level. I'm looking for this poem, but I can't seem to find it. I will read it the next time I am live on the air if I do not find it, because I do think it was uh, certainly something for us to hear, but I didn't remember to bring it up on this particular program. So let me give you a, just a little bit more music, and let's hear Brave New World. This is the time for reason Be proud as any man You're ancient as the land you roam Keep worshipping the sun And no one has a hold on you While freedom knows your name Hold on, then, while freedom knows their name. And the songs that wild, and the rains that it can. 
we'll have to leave the poem for our next program. And yes, we need to be brave in this new world in order to create and manifest that which serves all. So thank you for joining us. Baby, you are the soul Snaps my control Such a funny thing But every time you're near me I never can behave You give me a smile And then I'm wrapped up in your magic There's music all around me Crazy music, music that keeps calling me So very close to you Turns me your side Come and do me Any little thing you want to Anything, baby, just let me get next to you Stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies. How about you? Just can't live my life without you, baby. Come here, don't have no fear. Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love? So tell me why I stop to think about this weather, my dear. This little dream might fade away. There I go talking. Strong and brave. Oh, when we are one, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Now, if there's a cloud up above, come on and let it rain. I'm sure I love together with a hurricane. Ooh, my baby, won't you let me love you and give relief from this awful misery? Why is all this talk about loving me, my sweet? I'm through.